Hey everybody, episode seven. So I, uh, man, it's been a, it's been a wild couple days. I went and hung out with a good buddy of mine yesterday, and uh, and uh, we we had a good time. It was actually really really good for the soul. Like he said, it was it was a soul saver to get out and kind of get away from everything for just a minute. There's so much going on right now, and honestly, I I can't lie to any of you guys. Uh, this is a very stressful time in my life. So going through everything that you guys are hearing these episodes about, that that was a pretty, pretty extreme time in my life. The sad part is it's kind of came back to haunt me a little bit here because I uh, I've got some stuff going on that that pertains to some residual effects of this, and it's really kind of stopped me in my tracks. And uh, I, uh, man, I'm trying everything I can to to just keep uh keep everything floating here i've got kids to feed and and uh, bills to pay and stuff and I've, I've worked really hard to get as far as i have but i'm fixing to be taking a step backwards and it, it uh it's really messing with me but but no I, I i needed the time away i needed a good day to just get out there and and forget about all this stuff and uh and uh go do my thing for a day go out and hang out with a couple good people and and have a good time um got to see one of one of uh one of my old friends last night for a few minutes and it was pretty cool and then we get home last night we seen some elk on the way home and uh then we seen a, a fire that broke out it was just an exciting night and then i left left all my stuff and in my buddy's pickup that we we took over to Rapid City, South Dakota yesterday. So I had to chase it down at like one o'clock in the morning. It was it was an adventure, but a much needed one, you guys. We got to do that sometimes. Like that's one of the big deals. Like I don't care what you're going through or or you know what you're dealing with. And it, it's it's one of them things where if you watch any of my TikTok videos, I talk about how you need to do a reset every now and then. And sometimes it's very, very called for. I mean, the, 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 the human mind can only take so much. And it's one of them things that, uh, if you find yourself in a situation where you're losing your motivation, you have no interest in doing the things that even the things that you have to do, and, and losing motivation and want and the want to do the things that you enjoy doing, well, then there's a good chance that you're stepping yourself into a depression. And uh, what I mean by a reset is sometimes you gotta you gotta step away from everything. You gotta step away from everything and everybody just for a little bit. You gotta you gotta find that that neutral spot that you can take yourself to to just let everything go for a minute just let it all go let it all disappear and uh your 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 mind just gets so clouded up with the things that you're currently dealing with that are right there in your present life you can't think through that stuff sometimes sometimes you got to step outside of that so if you picture a, a balloon that's that, that you're typically on the inside of with all this all this stuff going on you got your work you got your bills you got stuff with your kids you got all this stuff going on maybe you got a medical condition you're dealing with like myself 
you had all this stuff and it's just it's filling this balloon up and that balloon's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and you're in there you're in that thing trying to sort through that stuff you know you see your balloon is just getting huge sometimes you got to remove yourself from that balloon so you can look back inside it and be like okay i need to do this with that and i need to do this with that Sometimes you have to be able to sort yourself out from outside of your own little world there, you know, because it's like having a secondary, a secondary view of, of how your life is going. You gotta, you gotta grab a hold of that, take advantage of it. And, uh, you, you can make your best changes if you can clearly make decisions on how you're handling your situation. So it's one of them things. Depression is a big deal. It's a big thing that I that I advocate on and uh it uh it's often hidden in people like a lot of people honestly do not know when I'm going through a depression so when I go through a depression it's it's sometimes dark and dark and mysterious but um but the thing is is I've developed ways to to kind of coach myself through depressions which is actually why a big interest of mine is actually is doing some coaching like that, which is part of part of why we're doing all this stuff here. This is part of why why I reached out to to do podcasting and and TikTok streams and stuff like that is to share some of the messages and whatnot. And I really like the one on one stuff with with people. If you got issues and stuff, feel free to send me a message, send me an email or something. I'm I'm always down to consult with you about about problems and maybe throw an idea at you even if the idea ain't the right one the more ideas you have to to deal with the more cards you have on that table the better chances you are gonna have to win it's just how it is but but depression that's it's kind of funny that that's where i went with this introduction on this episode because that's where we were setting in on this on the last episode so i just told you guys about some of the dreams some of the weird dreams that i've been having and these dreams are these dreams they go on and on and on for quite a while so i had some pretty crazy dreams and uh i i actually had an experience at one point in time i think when i when i told you uh that um that I'd gotten up out of bed and I went down to the nurse's station and stuff. So about that time, my dad, uh, not long after that dream, my dad started coming around and he, he basically moved into my hospital room. He was, he was staying in there pretty often and, and, uh, camping out at, at my apartment that was down there in Colorado Springs at the time, just so he could be close. But he, he literally spent a good, good portion of all this down there so it it uh, turned into kind of a nice thing you know my my dad and i we've we've got kind of a unique relationship there was times he was around and times he wasn't and, and uh but i love the guy he's my dad and when something like that pulled through he uh he was there he he, he dropped everything in his life which might not have been a whole heck of a lot at the time he was struggling as well but it uh it was a changing in his life too to see me go through this and to sit there and watch it and uh and i i think honestly i think it was really good for him i i i know this whole situation uh guillaume ray the experience i mean if any of you listeners have 
experienced this or have anybody that have, you'll know that this is a long drawn out process and it's a very damaging process to your life. I mean, it's, it's a huge setback. It's not like catching COVID and being out of commission for a couple weeks. It's, it's, uh, this is a long-term thing. And like in my situation, it's, it's a continuing thing. It's something I deal with still to this day. But I'm at this point in time in the story here where I'm reaching one of the biggest game changers of this whole process. One of the biggest controlling factors in this whole situation is what I'm starting to experience at this point in time. We're only, we're, you know, we're a few weeks from diagnosis. We've been, we've been in the hospital. I've been in there for a few weeks and, and dealing with some pretty major uh, conditions. You know, I'm paralyzed 100% head to toe. Um, they've got me in and out of an induced coma just to alleviate some of the, uh, the pain and the situation with the fever. I've got a fever running over 104.5. I'm buried in ice blankets. I'm on a ventilator. Um, I'm in pretty rough shape this time. And at this point in the, in the game, so up to that point in my mind, every time they kind of bring me out, something new would hit me. I, 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 I'd catch a new, a new thought. Okay. Right off the bat, it was all about fear. It was all about fear of, of, of me. What's happening to me? Am I going to die? I'm sure I'm not going to make it. I mean, that, that was a thought, uh, getting paddled at a flat line. That that's not a fun experience. I mean, it's, it's a scary situation. And up to this point in time, it had, it had been pretty isolated on myself. My thoughts were pretty isolated on myself and it, and it really showed because like I was telling you, the dreams and stuff I was having were based on pretty much every negative thing I've ever had in my life. Okay. There was, there was some, there was some weird, there was some weird offset stuff too, but I mean, the bulk of all the dreams I was having was bad things. It was all the bad things, you know, my, my kids weren't part of those dreams. It, it was, it was really, really isolated on me and myself. And I personally feel like that was, that was my body's way and my mind's way of kind of recalculating. Like I was just talking about resetting. Okay. I feel like this is kind of in the same sense. Cause literally I started going, going through things that were just horrible in my mind, you know? So it, uh, it was like a reevaluation of my whole life and all the different decisions I made and, and the way things were and the stuff that I needed to focus on. I was one of them guys I was talking about my relationship going down the drain there and just just a couple weeks two to three weeks after uh ending up in the hospital my relationship took a dive there and the uh the the big part of that that i think was a big a big thing and kind of a, a lesson a life lesson was ever since high school i mean i'm at this point in time i'm 31 years old i'm laying in this hospital bed and up to that point i always had I always had a girlfriend or, or I had, I had my wife there for quite a while. I mean, it was, 
I always had somebody. I was always in some kind of a relationship. And I honestly, I just, I feel like I don't know. I'm not trying to preach uh, spirituality on anybody or uh, religion or any anything like that on anybody. Um, we all have our own own thing with that. And that's not what the purpose of this is. But I personally feel like everything does happen for a reason. I, I feel like part of this reason was... I had so much in my life going on. Everything was going so fast. And uh, I, I personally feel like this, this whole thing was initially a shutdown for me. So I could just stop, reevaluate what direction I was going, reevaluate what, what I was doing with my life, um, reevaluate myself. And that was kind of where where my thoughts were with with uh, my relationship going to heck, you know, and having the dreams about it, and then having the experience itself there, where everything just kind of fell apart. I uh, I feel like that was that was life's way of saying, "All right, Shane, you gotta you gotta stop. You gotta stop worrying about that person and that person and that person." And, Right now, you're going through something completely different in your life. Something seriously, seriously life-altering right now. You need to focus on you for a minute. You need to focus on you. Okay, and I, and I, looking back, feel like that was kind of the message with all that was, because when they would wake me up and stuff, I remember they'd wake, they'd pull me awake, and I'd lay there and just stare at the ceiling. You know, they'd roll me around and move me around. And stuff and and like I said before I mean that stuff hurts so I mean I'm sitting there just excruciating pain with this stuff every time they come in there and touch me it was just awful and uh, and but I'd lay there and literally my thoughts disappear they, they had a big change at this point so at this three three weekish point here there was a big change in my thinking and like I said this this change was turning into the most powerful part of the the whole situation that change was the onset of depression this is the point in time in this whole story where depression takes over my whole situation i'd lay in that bed and i'd reevaluate every decision that i ever made in my life i even went back in thoughts laying there staring at that ceiling i go back in thoughts of things I did when I was a little kid, decisions I made when I was just little. And I'd think to myself, man, what the heck was I thinking? You know, like, I don't know why at this point in time, like, I could be thinking of so many different things laying in the hospital. I could be thinking of the, the, the annoying beeps and stuff and the, the alarms and the bed alarms and the, and the, the the different alarms from down the hall and the different people you hear going through the hallway and the people coming in and i could be thinking about this disease what the heck is this stuff like you know i could be thinking about the cute nurse that just walked out of my room you know things that just were there that i could be thinking about and it wasn't that my mind completely shifted into a major 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 evaluation of my whole life all the decisions 
all the different people I, I encountered in my life, the different things I'd done, the mistakes I'd made, everything. And that's what I started to think about. And then with my, my, one of my best friends losing her daughter, um, to, to a very tragic situation, um, knowing that and getting that information and, uh, knowing that I couldn't do anything about it, that, that, that situation there was kind of a trigger. I mean, I'd, I'd been through, you know, uh, some other things there and I got some, some other pieces of bad news, you know, and the, and the stuff going on with my relationship that sucked. I'm not going to lie. I mean, when you, when you learn that the, the person that you love and your partner there is, is just, it's diminished that that connection diminished and, and, uh, that was going on. I mean, that's a hard deal, but something about my friend's daughter passing was, was the real big trigger right there. And I think a lot of it was because I'm the kind of guy when something happens to one of my friends, when something happens to one of my friends, I, I try to be there. You know, I, I try my hardest, you know, and at that time I really, really tried because I was, if I could swing it, I'd drive across the country just to, just to comfort somebody that I love through a hard time like that. And I think this was the eye opener for me when this, when this happened and I'm laying in that bed and my aunt gives me the details about my, my friend's daughter passing away and how the situation was I kind of went into a, a self type a shock like a shock I, I was just like wow you know like and then I started to kind of panic I was like man I gotta get out of, I got I'm laying there and literally, <laughs> literally I'm on life support I'm 100% paralyzed and I'm laying there like okay what in the heck can they do to get me to that funeral like I need to be there like this is I can't just be laying in this dang hospital like so I think the situation became true reality at this point it became a reality that showed me hey you're stuck right here man this is your life right now and I tell you what I almost have a hard time talking about it just in my recording here this to not be able to be there to not be able to just get out of that bed get in a vehicle and travel six hours north to, to give that friend of mine a hug was that was that was the trigger and and at that point Ah, it, from that point, I went into this really dark spot and I started to get frustrated. Uh, I, like I said, they, they'd put me in that, put me out, they'd knock me out there. Sometimes it'd feel like a couple weeks at a time, but they, I mean, I'm going through this stuff and every time I'd wake up, it was something different and then, and I'd open my eyes and the instant I'd open my eyes, it was just a. I don't want to do this anymore feeling, you know, and I, and I, I went from 
the I went from that stage of trying to determine ways I was gonna do things differently and make myself better at life I went from that to to these spells of I don't want to do life anymore like I just I don't want to do it and and that when you're going through something like this it's it's real real hindering for your condition it's it's really important and I can't really stress it enough so if you ever have somebody going through something like this anything like this okay there there's different stages of these situations <clears throat> as I just described you know you start out with this stage of oh my god what's happening to me am I gonna make it is you know I gotta do this and this and this to survive and I okay I can't breathe let's get me on some life support because I don't want to die you know you, th- you start out with that. Now I'm enter- entering. I went through that little phase there where it, where that kind of mellowed out for a minute because I was evaluating evaluating my life and and rethinking the, the ways I did things. And then now I'm I'm when I was doing that and I was doing the reevaluation. I was I was thinking about things I was going to do differently with my life. You know, so when you think about oh wow, you know I. I probably shouldn't have cheated on that test because I ended up getting caught and they failed me anyways, you know? So you're thinking about what you did wrong there and what you would do differently next time. I'm going to study and I'm going to do that test. I'm going to study. I'm going to do it. It's going to be legitimate. I'm going to pass. Okay. So that's, that's kind of the stage I was at there with the, with rethinking stuff. And, and part of that, I think when you're in a situation like I was there is almost, uh, a survival type of thing you're thinking of the bad decisions because you're you got karma in your head it's like okay i did this 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 and this wrong like is this my punishment okay you know if if i make a pact with myself right now that i'm not gonna do it like that again maybe maybe like maybe god will let me out of this or you know whatever power is out there will get me through this and uh and that's kind of where you're at with that but then when you hit that trigger and the reality sets in that this is a real deal and it's not going away overnight here comes another stage for me it was depression so like i said i cannot stress enough if you have anybody anybody at all going through this really really pay attention to those stages when they start to hit that depression we got to do our best to to lift them back up because what happens is there's certain things there that could be a vital vital things you know some of the residual effects that i have and and the length of time it took to start gaining some kind of a recovery I mean, some of that could potentially be the fact that I lost my motivation. I lost my ambition to try to get better. You know, I, I, uh, I lost it. Okay. So when you lose it, your mind is your worst enemy. You're, you are your own worst enemy because now you are delaying your body's 
opportunity to make the situation better because you just don't want to do it you don't want to do it it hurts you know they'd come in and they'd try to try to sit you up or adjust your you know at this point in time like it my body was literally like i had no control over any of it okay i mean and that, i had no control over any of it you know i wasn't i wasn't controlling anything i was just literally i was a slug laying in that bed they'd come in and move me around a little bit but you know they wanted to come in and exercise my feet a little bit stretch out my achilles tendons and do some work with that and and put the boots on and so it held my feet up and you know if i could have fought through that as painful as that was man i mean that was it was painful but there's certain things that they were trying to do that just my my mind weakened me that had i if i could go back with the 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 strength the mental strength that i've developed after this and do that part over again there's so many things I would have done differently that I could have, I think, fought myself through. This this was a huge training exercise for some something major or something. I don't know, but I I developed so much mental strength and different abilities to handle this kind of stuff throughout this process that I'm a, I'm a pretty tough guy. If if you could go out and spend a day with me uh, doing my thing, you would. I think I'd make a believer out of you. But the uh, this depression sets in, and honestly, like I said, if you guys if you guys have anybody in this situation, anything you can do, anything you can do to boost those spirits and stuff up, because like myself, you know, trying to get movement around and stuff, so they're they're exercising my body a little bit, they're trying to move me around, and it's it's killing me, and it's it's, but at the same time, my mind is like I'm done, okay, I don't even want to do this anymore, I'm done. Okay, well, that's a, that's a hard deal. Um, it, it makes it hard to get get things to possibly start to refire and stuff. I'd plateaued in this situation, all right. So I did the IVIG treatment. We did plasma exchange, and then we did another IVIG treatment. So my condition, instead of growing or getting any worse, it has plateaued. It stopped. It's up to my body now to start building itself back up the problem is, is that's a lot of work you got a lot of work to do there's a lot of work to do but when you fall into a deep dark bad depression it, it really puts a damper on all that hard work that you need to do it uh your, your mind is just it's fried with negativity and and i was having it i started getting really impatient the when the nurses would come in when I was when I was would be awake. The nurses would come in, or my dad. There was a few times my dad and I got into it. My my nurses would come in and try to talk to me, and they were keep trying to get me to to blink so many times for these yes and no answers. But when you're answering with yes and no, answering yes and no questions with blinks, and that's all you have for an option there. It it uh. It really, really uh, gets frustrating. And not just for me. It wasn't just getting frustrating for me. My providers, my nurses, my CNAs, my, my dad. <laughs> uh, 
it was frustrating for everybody. It was one of those things where, oh my God, let's, it's like Shane, I, I'm thinking on their side of it, it's like Shane, I've asked you 300 questions, man, and every single one of them has been no. What the heck do you need? <laughs> you know, it's like, but I'm laying there like, lady, you've asked 300 questions and haven't asked any of the obvious ones that I'm thinking of. Not thinking, okay, she has no idea. It's not her fault. It's not their fault at all. And that, that's something that you really got to start reminding. And I had to start reminding myself. I watched my dad cry for one of the very few times ever. Because he's sitting there. And I, I got to the point where he wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it to him, the information to him. And I, it was just so frustrating. I watched my dad just throw his hands up and say, screw this. I'm out of here. I can't handle this. And that's the point that we want to try to avoid getting to. Okay. Now, thankfully, the people that had been around me and, and dealing with me, um, we all found that little bit of patience to kind of reset. But my dad walking out of the room that day, that hurt. You know, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't that he hurt me. It was just another one of them triggers that says, Shane, you are in a crappy position, man. This is your life right now. So very, very difficult going through a depression, not being able to communicate. So I get all this negative stuff going on in my life. I can't talk to anybody about it. So keep that in mind. But uh, the communication thing got really frustrating throughout this part of it. In the next episode, we're going to get into that. What the heck can we do to make this communication thing a little easier, possibly? You know, what, what can we do there? But this is the end of this episode. We will see you in the next one. Uh, number eight. God bless.